0: This is Miranda Miller. And this is Tom Craver from SEW Weekly. WebmasterRadio.fm has a new way for you to listen, connect, and learn with your smartphone. Introducing the new WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app now available on the iTunes Store or on Google Play.
1: Listen to SEW Weekly live every Thursday or download thousands of past episodes and download shows like SEO Rockstars, Search Pulse, The Daily
0: Search Cast, and more. You can download the Radio.fm mobile app right now. It's available on iTunes and the Google Play Store.
2: From the newsroom of searchenginewatch.com, the authority on search engine marketing and social media since 1996. Welcome to SEW Weekly. Each week, our hosts keep a virtual eye on the stories and people that are impacting search and social marketing, breaking down each headline with expert analysis. Plus, we'll bring you expert interviews exploring the latest search and social marketing tips and tools. Listen, connect, learn. SCW Weekly, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here
0: are your hosts. And welcome again to another edition of SEW Weekly. This is Tom Craver, contributor to SearchEngineWatch.com. It is Thursday, the November 29th edition, 2012 of SEW Weekly. I'm joined now by my host, Miranda, my co-host, Miranda Miller, also of Search Engine Watch. Miranda, how are you doing today?
1: Good. How are you, Tom?
0: I'm fabulous. It was, uh, we're back to work. It's a long week again. It's like last week was like three days for us in the States. So uh, <laughs> um, I, I enjoyed my holiday immensely. How about you? Did you get any well, time off?
1: I, I had a little bit of time off. Um, I didn't have 70 emails a day because all the Americans were having turkey, so that was awesome. Actually,
0: we we like it. Then of course on Friday we all got up early and went shopping. Actually, I should say that my my wife got up early and went shopping. I waited around till Cyber Monday and then you know I jumped online that way and got my deals that way because that was a pretty big deal. I, deal I hear, huh?
1: It was, actually. Um, you were probably like most people. Cyber Monday actually turned out to be the biggest online retail day in U.S. history. It was up 17% over 2011, and there were $1.46 billion in sales, so it was absolutely huge. Um, for the holiday season to date, $16.4 billion has been spent online. That's 16% higher than last year. Um, Retailers increased search advertising spend 59% on Thanksgiving Day compared to 2011, and that data came from Marin Software. They also found that over five days of the holiday, paid search spend by retailers increased 43%, and cost per click was up 20% year-over-year. So Kenshoo's Aaron Goldman reported that Thanksgiving Day saw the highest year-over-year increase in average order value. It was up 19%. Consumers were just loading up their shopping carts. Cyber Monday however saw the biggest increase in year-over-year impressions and clicks and according to Aaron that reflected heightened consumer interest and search activity as well as aggressive budgeting and bidding strategies of retailers aiming to capitalize on the new online shopping holiday. Um, Then Experian Hitwise told us that online traffic on Cyber Monday increased 11% over last year. The top 500 retail sites saw more than 206.8 million total US visits. So far, this past holiday week of online traffic from Thanksgiving Day to Cyber Monday to retail sites is up 8% over last year. Um, IBM also shared with us that more than 18% of consumers used a mobile device to visit a retailer site, which was 70% higher than 2011. The iPad generated more traffic than any other tablet or smartphone. It drove more than 7% of online shopping traffic, which was followed by the iPhone and Android. So overall, Cyber Monday is becoming the day for online shopping for the holidays, and you can read more about that in our Cyber Monday post on Search Engine Watch.
0: I'm telling you, every year it gets worse and worse and worse. The numbers that I'm waiting for now, and these are harder to get, are the ones for the people who were actually in a big box store, or in any retail store, with a product in their hand because it's always a you know a pain on that, and then actually like checking their phone or, or whatever, trying to find a thing. That's that's got to be the number one metric although geez this is the biggest one ever so that's yeah we're
1: gonna we're gonna talk about what you just said in a few minutes um, other big news this week that i actually wanted to ask you about tom because you wrote this up for search engine watch was bing calling shenanigans on google for paid google shopping results they actually launched a national campaign trying to spotlight bing as what honest search results should look like so can you tell yes. me how that went
0: yeah, I can't wait to see this commercial on actual TV. It's an online and an offline national campaign. Um, basically, Bing is coming out, and you know, like you said, claiming shenanigans. My favorite phrase for this one. They're just basically saying, "Hey, Google, you always said that you know mixing paid stuff and you know free organic search results was bad." And they're and now Google, of course, back in May announced that the whole Google shopping comparative search engine for for products was going to be a paid inclusion thing and that went into full effect in October so now you know as you're doing your holiday shopping and you're doing all this you know Cyber Monday stuff and everything else that you're doing if you're Google searching for a product what you're seeing essentially are paid ads and the commercial is great if you haven't seen it it's only a 30 second spot and it starts off with can you spot the ads in this and they show a grid of Google search results very careful not to show the Google logo And and it says actually they're all ads and Come to us because we're not, you know, we're not ad, you know, all based on ads. It's not a paid inclusion thing here. We're all based on, you know, organic results. Which is kind of interesting because if you dig a little deeper into that, last year. Bing actually did a little partnership with Shopping.com, and so that became an issue, and the comments kind of went a little wild for a little bit there on, on Search Engine Watch about, you know, well, what's what's Bing telling the truth on? So we reached out to them and got a quote back from uh, Stefan Weitz, who's the director, the senior director of Bing, and uh, he was basically all about, well, look, we do have partnership programs with these other places but the actual Bing shopping engine while it does collect information from everywhere no one's being paid to be included into Bing they're being paid to be included into these other shopping networks which we crawl and search and list organically not based on how much they pay us per click so um, it should be interesting this is Bing's second campaign against Google now in the past you know what quarter I guess right last quarter it was you know Bing and Decide kind of thing it was the, the Bing and On campaign the taste test now it's hey not only are our search results just as good or better from this taste test thing that we did, but now, look, they're, they are you know, screwing these all up with paid ads. So it'll be interesting to see how this one plays out. I, okay. I personally think it's a new low, but at the same time, call them out. Let's see what happens. Let the war begin.
1: Right. And this all happened while there was some other bad news for Google Webmasters. Um, unverified users regained access to Webmaster Tools and Analytics accounts, so there was a <laughs> Google's security flaw earlier this week that restored access to users who no longer should have that access. Um, Dave Naylor first saw this and he pointed out, now that Webmaster Tools is so much more powerful than it ever was before, there's a serious risk that damage could be caused to sites by people who no longer have permission to make changes. Things like disavowing link lists, de-indexing URLs or the entire site, redirect, (laughs) geolocation alterations, it's a whole world of pain. So Google's official statement was for several hours yesterday a small set of Webmaster Tools accounts were incorrectly re-verified for people who previously had access. We've reverted these accounts and are investigating ways to prevent this issue from recurring. So what do you think of that, Tom?
0: Well, you, you know, it's, it's funny. I, I, I like that they got in front of it and they brought a statement out and they're looking into it. But, you know, I'm sorry. This is the kind of stuff that I would expect from Facebook. You know, Facebook right. makes a change under the hood and something bad happens. and They're like, oops, well, we'll fix that. I mean, we're Facebook, so you don't care. And I, I feel... As if Google's almost doing the same thing. You know, I, I, when, they, when they screw up, they, they come out and they say it and they do try to fix it. And I've always said, I trust, I know a lot of them personally, I, I trust the Google engineers implicitly a lot more than I would trust any other online brand. But this is a big oops. This is a very, very big oops, and they've got to well, watch that.
1: What were they working on that made this happen? Like, how does that even happen?
0: <laughs> a stray semicolon or a bad comma or something. No, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know, really. It's this. To, to think about what that was, is they have to go through and look at previous people who were on that account, which means if you've deleted them from the account, if they somehow brought them back in, uh, they never were deleted. And again, that really seriously sounds like Facebook to me. Oh yeah, you can delete your pictures, but we're actually keeping them. So I, so I, I don't we, like it.
1: Yeah. We do have to go for break soon. Um, just a couple more news headlines. Bing and Ask each put out their top searches list for 2012. And it makes you kind of sad for humanity, so if you want to laugh, go read those. It's all Honey Boo Boo and Kim Kardashian and Will Robin Pattinson and Kristen Stewart, sorry, Robert Pattinson, and Kristen Stewart get back together. So you can find that on the site. Um, Expect more of that. Most of the big search engines put those out near the end of the year. Uh, We did have an article on social media marketing doesn't suck, and that was after IBM said for Black Friday 0% of online retail sales came from Twitter they apparently aren't measuring things right that's my opinion anyway so you're gonna to wanna to look up uh, you know advanced channel sequencing and beginner's guide to multi-source attribution modeling maybe if you work at IBM and you're putting reports out or you have a business and you wanna understand how that works a few other headlines hackers took down Google Pakistan Bloomberg reported that FTC officials are thinking of dropping their antitrust case against Google because they just don't have enough evidence that the way Google ranks actually hurts consumers. And one more thing, Twitter's, Twitter users will be able to download every tweet they've ever sent, and that feature is coming before the end of the year.
0: I'm looking forward to that one. It was a big news week. We all, we all took off last week, so we had to you know, get all these big news stories in this week. But all kinds of things that affect you. Speaking of things that affect you, we're going to come back shortly with our uh, interview guest. This week, Carolyn Shelby. She's the SEO director for Tribune Company and 435 Digital. They do a bunch of newspapers, uh, notably the Chicago Tribune. So we're going to talk to her um, when we come back. Um, all kinds of good stuff on why your SEO shouldn't be the last to know. This is SEW Weekly on FM.
2: Stay tuned for more of SCW Weekly after this quick timeout. Rise links and web indexes. Take a bow to the largest link map in the world. Majestic SEO. Maximize ROI to use your time and let Majestic wield its mighty sword. MajesticSEO.com. It's good to be king. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white label
0: dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com
2: or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Oh, yeah. My day is
3: done. Time
2: for happy hour. You're already done for the
3: day?
0: Happy holidays, everyone! From the Life Tips Show here. Hope you tune into our show this coming year. Remember, chips do not make good
2: pets. Stay away from yellow snow, and an escalator can never break; it can only become a set of stairs. <laughs> happy holidays, everyone! From all of us to all of you, WebmasterRadio.fm, wishing you happy holidays and a prosperous new year. Welcome back to SCW Weekly. Your home for search and social marketing news, views, and interviews. Only on webmasterradio.fm.
0: And we're back on SEW Weekly. This is the edition for November 29, 2012. And I'm joined by my co-host, Miranda Miller, and our very special guest today, Carolyn Shelby. She is the SEO director of Tribune Company and 435 Digital. You might know them. They have a, co- a few properties you may have heard of, like, you know, the Chicago Tribune, WGN, TV and radio, all kinds of good stuff. So, uh, Carolyn, thank you very much for joining us this week.
3: Having me, I'm very excited to be here.
0: Wonderful. Well, here's the deal. Miranda and I met Carolyn at SES Chicago a few weeks ago, and um, I found it incredible that, you know, Carolyn, you took your SEO department from like, what was it, three you said when you took over to like over 20 now? And uh, I I was impressed because I thought it was just about the print media, and I don't want to get in there. I know we got a whole thing here about talking about why you shouldn't like leave your SEOs out of the conversation and make them the last to know, but I just thought that was really cool and impressive. So um, we we had to have you on.
3: Okay. Well, I will be happy to share whatever knowledge I can. Awesome. Yeah,
1: I was I was really excited when we were talking to Caroline in Chicago because there's this incredibly common problem. Um SEOs or the entire SEO team are out of the loop until the site is built and the marketing plan is in place and people suddenly realize they should probably be doing that SEO thing. So obviously this creates a number of issues and puts the SEO team in more of a cleanup position. Where their feedback probably would have been very helpful during the planning and development process, so I wanted to learn a bit more about how it works in your current position, Carolyn. Um, how many people are on your team at Chicago companies, and what types of rules fall under the SEO umbrella?
3: We have a lot of um, we, had a, we have a lot of different people enterprise-wide that do SEO and social media. In 435 Digital specifically, which is where I've been focusing the majority of my time, we actually uh, handle external clients rather than uh, all internal clients. And we've got rolling up to me um, social media, SEO analysts, uh, web development, and PPC. For these, for these groups, um, let's see, what are we up to? I think we're up to – we're getting close to 17 in our in our department right now, um, and then we've got several open positions that we're hoping to fill by, by Q1. But it's helpful that everyone is in kind of the same working group because all of those things, when you holistically look at a website, work together. And I think if they were to be siloed and not have that communication with each other and all with the client and sharing different perspectives of – you know what's needed and where we can work together and play off of each other, I don't think our efforts individually would be as effective, so this is why i uh, th- this is why we like we like having everybody kind of in the, working out of the same office in the same little group
0: so then what do you see as potential we won't call them problems we'll call them challenges as far as getting everybody involved, especially from the planning and development stages
3: well initially um Especially, like, the SEOs weren't necessarily being included in the web develop the web builds. You know, they'd send the developers in, or the client would come with an almost finished website, and then say, okay, now go SEO it. And we've made a really strong push to say, no, you have to have the SEOs involved from the beginning, because the problems that we'd see were things like the... I think the best way to sum it up is that the client would fall in love with something they were presented by the sales team or something they were presented by the web designer. And then when the SEO comes in and says, yeah, but you really can't have this flash here because it's not good for that or you really can't do this like that because you know, you're know you not communicating to the search engines all this data that humans can see on the screen but then the engines can't. Or maybe you don't want to, we can't have this many things in the menu. We, you know, It's like you're a negative Nancy and we don't want to be... In the position where the seo always comes in and feels like okay now it's time for me to bring everyone down because (laughs) i you know and it's not it's not good for morale for one thing and for another thing it's not good for the client because the client ends up going what the heck i fell in love with this and i was really happy and now you're telling me that everything we've done is wrong so having the seo involved from the beginning helps manage expectations and it helps set the the client's you know, it keeps them from falling in love with something that ultimately they're not going to, that, that's not going to be helpful to them. I don't want them to love a site that sucks.
1: Right. And then they can have realistic expectations from the get-go and that's just better for everybody. So well, how, yeah, yeah how do you approach management or how do you approach that client um, with the suggestion that SEOs need to be there sooner? And why do you think there's some resistance there? Because I, I feel like there is.
3: In our situation, we've just been having sales set the expectation right from the get-go that when you have your kickoff call with the web development team, there's going to be this person from web development and this person from SEO and this person from, you know, if they're bringing in social media or anything. Everyone that's going to be involved in working on the site after it goes live is involved in the initial web development call so that we can all participate in the In the brainstorming session and listen to the client, listen to what their needs are and get a sense for based on what they want, help them translate that into what they need and then help them understand why we're saying, okay, we understand this is your vision. This is how we see the implementation of your vision. And I don't think any one group, you couldn't couldn't have a web developer that is excellent at web development but also excellent everything else at the same time because you don't get it's, it's hard to be an expert in absolutely everything. And that's why we, just from the get-go, we say, okay, sales, you tell them, they're going to be working with everyone. Everyone's going to have their fingers in on this at the, at the onset to make sure that when we get to the end, we're not retrofitting things because that's more time and more money. It's going to save money if we're all working together from the beginning. It's going to be faster. It's going to be better. This is the way we're going to do it. Um, with clients that come in where we're already kind of past that point, we just have to step in and say look we're going to need to stop what we're doing right now we need to go back to what you know review what you've already done and make sure that nothing was missed and you know i'm sorry if that if that doesn't fit in with your timelines but here's the options and i think the way to get their buy in is just to explain if we don't do this these are the possible ramifications these are the possible costs so your options are option a We do it the way we're suggesting, and this is what it's going to cost, and this is the time. Or option B, this is the time, this is the cost, and these are the ramifications. Then they're making the decision, and if they insist on making the wrong decision, you know, you can't really control it. But at least you get to say, ha-ha, I told you so at the end when they go, I should have listened to you in the beginning. You were right all along.
0: Do you seem to get a lot of pushback from the clients, especially the ones that you mentioned where you start, you know, and you're you're – in route and you're in progress and then all of a sudden you stop and go oh actually wait a minute the seo team just came involved now and we have to we have to go this route do you get a lot of pushback from that i mean laying your ducks out on the table is a very important step in any relationship with client management otherwise but what what is the pushback like and how do you deal with that
3: I get less pushback from the client themselves and more pushback from their web people or their PR people or whomever they had working on the site before we got involved, because I think there's a lot of feelings like, you're stepping on my toes, I don't want you you know, interfering with my turf, why are you impugning the integrity of my work, and that's a situation where we just need to be careful about how we phrase the criticism and careful, you know, you don't want to kick in the door and go, oh my god, who the hell did this, this sucks, oh my god, you know, because that's, you know, that's not going to win you any friends. So you kind of just have to be very educational and matter of fact and explain that, you know, I'm not telling you this because I think you suck. I'm not telling you this because I think your work is bad. I'm telling you this to make it better and to help you understand that there are things that we need to take into consideration that I don't think we were necessarily taking into consideration before, specifically not just how the humans are looking at the website and interacting with the website, but how are we communicating and packaging the messaging so that the robots understand it too.
1: Right, and there has to be a good mix there. Um, So when you're launching a new site or you're completely revamping an old site, who needs to be at the table? What voices, what divisions do you need to have there to make sure that it's successful?
3: Definitely, if you're going to be doing social media in an ongoing fashion, You should have a social media representative there from your team. You should have the SEO, especially the SEO who's ultimately going to be managing that in in an ongoing fashion. Um, Your web development people, obviously. We always have a project manager involved to kind of make sure everyone is staying uh, connected and communicating appropriately. From the client side... We need all the stakeholders there, Um, not necessarily at every meeting, but definitely at some of them. We need input from the people that interact with the customers. We need product manager input. We need people that know what's coming down the pipeline for promotions and commercials and messaging. So it's not just the person who signs the check, and it's not just the person tasked with managing the project, but you do really need to involve everyone, the stakeholders um, at the client company, as well as at our company. It's such a group effort, and there's so much information that needs to be put into like this, I'm not going to say a food processor, but like it needs to be distilled down to make this cohesive, effective website. So it, it varies by organization, but there are a lot of stakeholders that need to be brought in.
0: And if it was easy, everybody would do it. It's uh it's it's certainly an organizational challenge and uh it sounds like you're pulling it off very well having grown that, that division so very, very much. Um I'm really sad to say, Carolyn, we're actually out of time. I think we'd love to have you back on. I think I can I don't want to speak from Miranda too much, but I think we both love to have you back on. So um thank you very, very much for for being with us today. Again we were speaking with uh Wow, pardon me. Carolyn Uh, Shelby from, uh, you might know her as Seashell on Twitter, Carolyn Shelby from uh, Tribune Companies, Um, and thank you very, very much for your time. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. When we come back, Miranda's been working on a little story right now involving Google Plus and Facebook and a bunch of name-calling, so we're going to go into that shortly. You're listening to SEW Weekly on Webmaster.
2: Stay tuned for more of SEW Weekly after this quick timeout. Celebrating the best in online advertising, the Web Marketing Association presents the 11th Annual Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Submit your banner ads, email ads, rich media, online newsletters, websites, and social media campaigns now by going to www.iacaward.org. Deadline for entries is January thirty first, 2013. All winners will have their entry highlighted on the Internet Advertising Competition website as well as receive a handsome trophy to display or a personalized certificate of achievement. Be honored among your online advertising peers by submitting your entry today into the Web Marketing Association's 11th Annual IAC Awards. Go to www.iacaward.org
0: now. Look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality.
2: I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to That's RADIO two two one six nine one for Moby Mantis.
3: This is Maria Ritan, host of Purse Strings, wishing you and yours a warm and happy holiday season and a very festive new year. Hope that business is good and you continue to market to moms because she's going to drive your bottom line.
2: From all of us to all of you, webmasterradio.fm. Wishing you happy holidays and a prosperous new year. Welcome back to SCW Weekly. Your home for search and social marketing news, views, and interviews. Only on webmasterradio.fm.
0: And we're back here on SCW Weekly. Uh, Tom Craver alongside Miranda Miller from SearchEngineWatch.com. Um, we're going to keep Carolyn here with us a little longer, but Miranda has been working on this story, and uh, it's it's a little name-calling battle between Google Plus and Facebook. Miranda, just, just take off with it. Explain this all to us.
1: Yeah, I wanted to get Jonathan Allen, our director, to come on here too. So we have Tom, Jonathan, Carolyn. I wanted to share something with you that I'm writing about right now because it's just so out there. Um, Bradley Horowitz from Google Plus absolutely slammed Facebook ads on stage at Business Insider's Ignition Conference yesterday and the hypocrisy is so stunning that you have to wonder if he's actually left our planet. He was touting all the benefits of Google Plus products and Google um, which is great, that's what he was there for. Then he jokingly referred to Facebook as the social network of the past. It was, you know, not really a joke. He then did this awkward segue into some scenario with a guy dressed as a sandwich board running in between a man and his daughter and said this was an intrusion in the sacred space that is a social connection so it's much more useful according to Horowitz and less annoying to users to show show social recommendations instead of ads so if you're searching for a product in Google um, say a microwave you can see which one of your Google Plus contacts recommended it Um, what Facebook is doing says Horowitz, who is the VP of Google, is jamming ads and sponsored things into user streams which is pissing off users and frustrating brands. So of course, we know this never happens on Google, right? When you're in the sacred space that is organic search, you never see ads jammed into the stream. Has anyone else heard of Google Shopping? Um, (laughs) The best quote from the entire interview was, we don't have to make next week's payroll by jamming ads at users bam. So I want to talk about that because I think he's completely delusional. What do you guys think? Does he have a point? Is Facebook somehow hitting people harder with ads? And I'll start with Carolyn. What do you think of that whole exchange?
3: Well, I think first of all, I think when he says we don't have to do that, by we he means Google Plus, not necessarily other arms of Google because I don't see them, from my experience of talking to people, it's not like it's not like a cohesive team. It's like, yeah, we're all part of the same family, but we're very distant cousins who have parents that hate each other. So, I think when he says "we," he's not talking about the entire company. So, semantically, it's an accurate statement. Um, as far as Facebook, maybe I just have banner blindness. I, I ignore the ads. I don't care that much, you know. And when I'm when I'm searching for something. When I'm searching for something, do I care if my friends have recommended it? I care if some friends have. I, I connect with a lot of people, and I—I I mean, no offense if you're one of the people that I connect with and I don't actually give a crap what you think about microwaves, but <laughs> I don't necessarily care. So, um, right, it happens. Yeah, it just, you know, that's nice that that's what you chose. I'm probably not going to base my fas- fashion choices on what kind of shoes you buy.
0: Right, and
1: this isn't really new for Bradley Horowitz. He comes out swinging at Facebook every few months. Um, Jonathan knows. We've been writing about this on Search Engine Watch. Um, But their whole idea is that, their whole concept is that Google Plus is Google. So Google Plus is (laughs) everything that Google is. How can they separate their organic search PLAs from the Google Plus social platform and what the experience is for users, Jonathan?
4: Yeah, well, so I think um, it's pretty absurd what he said and, you know, to your point that Google Plus is Google, let's remember that Google Plus is YouTube even more and, like, now, you know, people are having all kinds of problems with YouTube uh, getting with YouTube, it's, you know, they're trying to link it to your Google Plus account, we've all accepted the policy and um, there is absolutely tons of ads on YouTube now. You can't really watch a video without having to hit the skip button. And whilst it's true also that Facebook has definitely increased um, ads as far as I can tell, like they're more visible now, Um, I'd say that, you know, this idea that we're having intimate discussions and being interrupted by sandwich boards, I think is pretty preposterous. And um and yeah, like Carolyn said, like the ads don't really bother me and it's all part of the earned media idea and I think Facebook is doing earned media way better than Google at the moment. And actually I'm pretty fed up with the fact that Google's plus one button keeps appearing, disappearing from search results. And um and you know, I would use the plus one bu- button to recommend products to Users. But I do that actually when I'm searching, not necessarily when I'm on, on the page. And uh, so, yeah, I'm, I definitely want to write this one up, too. Right. I'm sorry. And I just, I'm, go ahead, Miranda. I, go ahead.
1: Yeah, I just kind of felt that anyone speaking on behalf of Google needs to remember that they make 97% of their revenue from advertising. So throwing stones about advertising, really, it's just they need to leave that stuff behind the scenes.
0: What do you think, Tom? I don't know. I, I, and I agree with you. I, I will agree with that. I'm, I'm just going to play the devil's advocate because we all know that that's, that's my kind of style with doing this. But I'll, I'll tell you what. The sandwich board thing works for me. It's a little over the top, but it's social media. Isn't that what you're trying to do? You are trying to draw immense amounts of attention to yourself by going over the top and of course you're going to share this
1: talking do you not talk to your daughter outside of facebook (laughs) anyway exactly
0: (laughs) no no i never i never do no i I don't speak to her at all so no yeah i hear you i hear you but as a gimmick i like the gimmick you know i'm not going to say i agree with the messaging i'm not going to say i agree with the points or arguments but I, i i most certainly absolutely love the the gimmick of the messaging um we got 30 seconds for a last word from anybody
4: just yeah who's having intimate conversations on social networks you're not doing it there you're doing it on your mobile via text message and in your email, and you know let's stuff all this politicking around and love Carol
0: carolyn you're not you 're not talking to your clients that way or your your team members that way are you on social networking
3: oh Jesus no, no <laughs> we. we- <laughs> You, you, you air your dirty laundry and your serious conversations in private, offline, and you don't leave a digital trail or even a paper trail. Everybody knows this, because the second you email something, it gets passed around. The second it goes up on Facebook, you know everyone's calling. I, as it is right now, my my brother thinks that I cyberstalk him. Every time he posts a drunk picture from a frat party, I'm on the phone with mom, going, "Do you know what your money's paying for? Do you?" And then I send her the link. So no one's having. They should not be having – no, it's not. He shouldn't be posting those kinds of pictures. (laughs) But you shouldn't be having serious, intimate conversations on Facebook. And if you are and it's being interrupted by an ad, I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, okay. Fair enough. All right. um, Unfortunately, this has been a lot of fun. We've got to have everybody back here again for this kind of roundtable because this is great. But we are out of time this week for SEW Weekly. Miranda, quickly, we have next week – we lost Miranda. We have LinkedIn next week. We're going to have a Sorry, great we discussion. Have, we, <laughs> have,
1: we have Gary Furnell. He is the global marketing director at LinkedIn, and we're really excited to have him on.
0: It's going to be good stuff. So if, uh, if you ever had questions on LinkedIn, um, anything to do with it, Come join us next week for another edition of SEW Weekly for our guest Carolyn Shelby, Jonathan Allen, our director at Search Engine Watch, and Miranda Miller, my co-host. This is Tom Kramer. Thank you for listening this week. This has been SEW Weekly on webmasterradio.fm.